there, everybody. Welcome to episode 145 of the Finger Guns podcast. We're nearly at 150 episodes. Oof, we've got to make that one a bit special. Joining me this week is Miles Thompson. Hello again, sir. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Plugging away, plugging away. How are you, mate? Good, good. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm bloody freezing. <laughs> <laughs> nice accent. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. It's just whenever someone says, I want to sell someone I'm cold, I'm like, I'm bloody freezing. This I would, is fun. I would try and do it, but I feel like I would royally screw it up and would make an embarrassment of myself more than usual. So I won't. I, I take liberty in the fact that I lived in Wales for seven years. So oh, okay. I well, feel like I'm one of them, you know? Yeah, fair enough. You've got you've got some good experience behind you there. I reckon I can get away with it just. <laughs> just. just. <about>. <laughs> and of course, returning to the podcast, it is Kat. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Wide awake and living the dream. Yes, absolutely. Living <laughs> the panini dream. The panini, the pancetta. Yeah, the dream. It, it's uh, yeah, it's very nice to uh, to hear that you have your voice again. Thank you. I genuinely sounded at one point like Stevie from Malcolm in the Middle. I literally could not <laughs> like take four words, and that's not in a derogatory sense at all. Like as in like that kid, you know, he like I could not take four words without taking like this really big deep breath, like I was just underwater gasping for air. It was a very strange experience, but I have my yeah. voice back louder than ever, obviously. Um, obviously. <laughs> back to normal. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine, can you imagine cat without that voice? Oh my God. Exactly. Can you imagine COVID taking that away from me? How oh. dare it? Oh God, that's awful. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you both COVID, COVID free now? Yes. Well, mostly I, I'm still kind of resonating some symptoms here and there. Um, got my first episode of brain fog today, which I, I didn't not that I didn't think it existed, but I didn't realize it was like a real thing. <laughs> not that I didn't think that I did not know that people were lying, but like I just didn't mm. I didn't quite register like shit that's a thing that happens and it happened today at work and I had to apologize profusely because I was like I have no idea what I'm saying or what I have just said I'm very confused about this moment in time and I'm very sorry because I'm supposed to be the professional right now um what was I saying and they're like I don't know and I was like no me neither uh I have no idea how to scramble back from this (laughs) and I kind of just uh dug a hole for myself Uh, and she got uh, in with me she got in the hole yeah like literally like you know get a coloring book you'll be fine bye (laughs) yeah have a bath have a cup of tea bye (laughs) uh yeah so um yeah so I'm still a bit bit symptomy a bit kind of chesty but mostly pretty much there I'd say I'm running a a solid 85 percent nice that's good enough good enough for a podcast damn it good enough for me it's good enough for Batman on Friday so, oh, very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. So, Mars, are you free now of the uh, the old COVID series still? I have indeed been liberated from the Rona. Um, yeah, I feel wow. much back to normal now. You had it less time than Kat did then. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think I got a bit lucky with mine. I don't know what it was, but I had it for had it for three proper days. And then I had two days either side of that that were like, didn't feel great, but were manageable. And then mm. I had one day where I lost my smell, just one day. I could still taste, but everything tasted like dulled and muted. So I'd like taste something. I'd be like, oh, it's teasing me with what I know I like. And then there'd just be nothing. And I'd be like, no, I want the rest. <laughs> um, but yeah, luckily it was uh, relatively mild. So I've done all right. And yeah, feeling pretty much back to normal again now. Oh, brilliant. That's great news. Yeah. And yeah, ditto count back for Batman on Friday. Keen as hell. 
Look at us talking COVID like it's 2020 again. Eh? I know, right? I can't believe we managed to survive two whole years without it and then suddenly get it right at the end. We're so ahead of the curve here at the uh-huh. Finger podcast. <laughs> it's not even fashionable anymore to get COVID, is it? It's like, oh, you got no, COVID. No, it's I know. It's kind uh, of like, a, yeah, I got COVID, soz. And it's like, cool. Yeah. Like, two two years ago, like it'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay? everyone treated me like an experiment. Like, you got COVID? What's it like? <laughs> Tell us all about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my mum tested positive today, uh, oh, no. so she's isolating now because she's being clever and she's not going outside when she has COVID. Smart, England. Smart. Listen, who knew, eh? Like that—that that should be a morally right thing that you do, mm. rather than you know have COVID and hug your bloody grandma. What the <laughs> fuck is Norris Nonsen thinking? Norris Nonsen. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into video games, shall we? Oh, yeah, we talk about that. Oh, don't we? yeah. Wait, no, we need to see how Roscoe is. Roscoe, how are you other than cold? I'm fine other than cold, yeah. Um, I've just come off a what's a 44-hour shift. Yummy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my, my brain is absolutely fried. And um, I am, yeah, I'm pretty much picturing unicorns running around my flat. But other than that, I'm pretty good. God, I miss video games. Game of the week, I got nothing. I'm sorry, we're just going to move on after you guys are done because I really have nothing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm good. Thank you very much for asking, Cat. I'm very glad you're back. That you can remind everyone that yes, I also have feelings. And, and I, I asked you before. Yeah, it's true. You did. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. I was good this time. I tried. I yeah. turned over a new leaf. Okay. Three months into 2022, I finally got there. Of caring, he cares now. He's turned over a new leaf, and he cares for you now, Ross. Ah, three days of COVID, and he's like, I really need to reevaluate my life and my (laughs) relationship. Me and Ross, me and Ross shared a a good bro hug, so I feel like he knows I care. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Mm -hmm. You told me I smell like cinnamon. You do smell like cinnamon. Oh Jesus Christ! I'll leave. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, video games. Yeah, Uh, Miles, what's your game of the week? I have been thoroughly spoiled over the last like week and a half. Um, I've got a couple to choose from. So my first one is What Lies in the Multiverse. Yay! I keep saying Metaverse. This game is so good, right? I can't wait to play it. It is so, so good. I really hope you like it as much as I did because it was like, I don't, the thing is I went into it and I was like, I don't like pixelated, like 8-bit, 16-bit, whatever it is, like style graphics. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of 2D platformers. Like I've always thought they're fine, but not that interesting to play. Because you weren't born when they were all we had, Miles. Pretty pretty much, yeah. I kind of like <laughs> skipped that phase. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm kind of a product of my generation. I, I have no attention span. Um, and normally I don't like it, but this game is just so, so good that it didn't matter. Like even though it had a couple of things that I genuinely don't really like that much, I could see past it all and it was just really fun to play. So you play as a, a kid called Kid. He just gets called Kid by everybody. And then it's one of those running jokes where whenever he goes to say his name, somebody interrupts him or cuts him off or just says Kid. Um, and you tinker with a computer in your room. He's like a whiz kid, scientist, mathematician, whatever. And he get teleports himself into a new kind of alternate universe, multiverse. And he meets a, a flamboyant, shall we say, scientist called Everett who wears this purple like top hat and like suit style and he's got this thing called a voyager which is basically a staff which allows him to travel between all the different multiverses pretty much at will and so you kind of go on this little journey with him through the different multiverses he's looking to uncover like a mystery um, and to figure out what's going on why the multiverse is all getting a bit messed up 
And so you just travel through all these nicely detailed levels. Some of them are like based on ice. Some of them are based on like cities. Uh, there's a jungle one, um, all sorts of different locales. And so as you're kind of playing, you kind of, if you've ever played Guacamelia, it works the same way where you like hit a button and it will transport you to like the same map, but it suddenly gets changed like in an instant. So for example, on one of them, if you switch it, you're in the desert normally, and then you switch it to where the desert's completely iced over. And so normally as you could like run about, you start sliding, it means you can jump farther to do, you know, longer jumps and whatever. Um, but it also means that it's so much easier to fall off and die. Um, so you've got to constantly be like switching between the two to solve puzzles and to kind of progress through the levels and stuff like that. Um, but it's just got a really fun sense of humor. So like on one of the levels, you do like a series of puzzles, they escalate in difficulty and you get to this last one and the camera like pans out and it shows you like, a massive labyrinth worth of a puzzle and you're thinking shit this is like 10 times harder than anything that's come before and as you go to start it a character just walks by and goes nah and they just open up a shortcut and walk past it and you can just skip it all together if you want to like it's just one of those kind of games where it's very tongue-in-cheek and quite funny but it's also got this bit of darkness to it so it's like if you go into the alternate universe, it's like there's always been like some kind of cataclysmic event. So like the people there have died or the place is destroyed or it's completely frozen over or it's filled with poison or whatever it might be. So it's like the multiverse is always like dark and gloomy and bleak. And you'll find these little kind of areas like off to the secret paces. Um, and you'll come across like two characters um, and they'll be like, say, a dad and his daughter. And they'll be having like, something around a campfire they'll be just like roasting marshmallows or something and you'll switch to the multiverse and you'll just see like two piles of bones and the game doesn't tell you what's happened to them but you might be able to like pick up a note to see like the dad's last words or you might go into a bar and only the barman's alive and he starts like trying to shoot you with a shotgun um so it turns from like this really nice idyllic lovely little game into oh shit this is dark and grim and horrible but done really really effectively um and yeah, just the more I played it, I kind of sent a message to, to the Slack, didn't I, where I said, you know, I was taking a break from playing Elix at the time, and I intended to just play an hour of this game, and then to come out and go back into what I was playing otherwise. And I ended up just playing it through in like two settings, like it's about five, six hours long, and I just smashed through it, and I had such a good time. Um, again, it's published by Untold Tales, they just seem to, I don't know if it's just with me, but the, like everything they make just seems to click perfectly. And yeah, if you've got a spare afternoon, you can do so, so much worse than play this game because it is thoroughly brilliant. Oh, spare afternoon. I remember those. <laughs> what are those anymore? Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. I can't wait to play it. It's one of those games that I've, I've had on my radar for a long time. Mm. And I've been like, I'm going to play that when it comes out. Mm. They didn't, they really shouldn't have dropped it when they dropped it, I don't think. No, um, yeah, they've really done it a disservice. Like... They've really done a disservice to it, but... Yeah, I am going to get on it once I finish Destiny 2, Dying Light 2, and Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, in about six months' time. Yeah, 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 in about six months' time. I'll be like, oh, yeah, this was pretty good, Mars. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's brilliant. It's only 12 quid as well. It's well worth the money. Oh, man, all over it. How are you getting on with um, the Elder's Ring piece? Uh, well, I've actually not had that much time to put into it. I think I've played another three or four hours of it, and I've, I beat the first two story bosses. I explored quite a bit around, and then I went past the initial like starting chunk of the map which i thought was pretty massive as it was and then i found a new map fragment which opened up an entirely new massive chunk of the map again and i was like fuck and then i looked apparently there's like four five like massive chunks 
like and the opening the area called Limgrave is just one of those five and it took me you know 10 to 12 hours just to explore probably about 40 percent of Limgrave so this is a huge game like I'm not kidding this game is ridiculously huge Mm. and if you are going to play this like you will get your your fills worth for like two months i cannot believe this game released at 50 quid when call of duty vanguard released at 70 like it's actually disgusting the difference in like content and quality and how much work has gone into this it's it's an absolutely stunning game and you know i i have my own personal little nitpicks with it but i get why people have given it tens and personally i think once I get the time to really delve in and properly, you know, engage with it, I reckon it's going to be a nine and a half, ten out of ten game for me as well. To be honest, it's it's really really good. Didn't realize the fuck Activision was going to start so early in this podcast. I love it. <laughs> Getting in there early. Yeah. Um, cool. Nice. One. Yeah. No, I've, been watching, great. I've been watching um, Eurogamers play through of it, and it's just, you know, Eva Wilson has put one hundred and twenty odd hours into it, and she's just found the new area. Yeah. And it's yeah. like. That's that's just insane to me. So uh, yeah, excited yeah, to see where yeah. it goes. Everything on like uh, like the social media stuff that I've seen is just areas and so many different bills and all sorts. But what I would say is, if you still haven't bought it and you're on the fence because of difficulty, uh, my kind of initial impression about its difficulty was kind of right because there have been people talking about quite high profile kind of streamers and players who are saying that you know it gets insanely hard like harder than any other souls game so if you are thinking about going in it and it being accessible it is because you can go around the open world and everything is easier in the open world um but the actual progression and the story and the main bosses are pretty ruthless from what i've heard so yeah don't go into it with a (laughs) an open mind of thinking it's going to be easy basically but yeah it's great Mm. yeah I'm gonna pass on it for now. <laughs> I don't blame you, honestly. As as an I've entry got too point, too much to play, and I just, I every time I see, it, I'm like, I really want to play. It. I just want to explore. I want to see what I can find. But it's yeah, it's scary. But well, uh, I will cross that particular bridge when I come to it. After I've played <laughs> What Lies in the Multiverse as well. <laughs> well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that's only five or six hours long, so you'll be okay there. Um, Cat. What is your game of the last two weeks? Can I take a wild guess? You can take a wild west guess, yes. Is it something to do with a lady with red hair? Yep, fire red hair. Does she have a bow? She does have a bow. Does she have a hang glider? She does have a flower thing, yep, she does. Oh my god, it's (laughs) Daisy Mario Odyssey. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god it's too Raider with with mental health disorders no i'm kidding um, <laughs> um it's if laura of course actually sat down and thought about what she did to all these people right she's like i'm gonna dye my hair and change some weapons i'm just gonna just gonna go for it i'm gonna fly with daisies everywhere yeah Man, no. I'll, be, I'll be so down for an emo tomb raider <laughs> Really, like, really chaotic Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. It is. So, yes, my game of the last two weeks is Horizon Forbidden West because why the fuck wouldn't it be? Hell yeah. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't it be? And you know what? It's so satisfying because I look at my friends list on PlayStation and either everybody's playing Horizon or they're playing Elden Ring. <laughs> it's mm. a really satisfying list. Um, 
yeah I mean I'm not even going to bother explaining it because like where do you live if you're listening to this and you've never heard of it or you don't know what it does no I'm kidding um it's a third person I mean how do you describe Horizon Forbidden West it's a a third person adventure masterpiece um about the future and how about we're, we're called the old ones I get offended every time she says that um there's some really funny dialogue in it about like vegetarians and <laughs> and mm. like how we um used to give people stuffed animals and how they think that's really weird and I think yeah maybe in like 100 years people would think that was weird if- well it's like um it's like Ellie finding that book in the last of us isn't it going is that all they had to worry about? <laughs> Boys and clothes? <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's, it's a completely different world. Yeah, it is. And, and Horizon's post-apocalyptic, you know, technology has almost taken over the world um, in a really dangerous way. Some machines um, that are essentially shaped like animals exist. Um, and yeah, it's about, well, the first one is about um, a protagonist that needs to find out where she comes from because there are different, as you would normally imagine in post-apocalyptic Ecliptic-ness. there's always factions or there's always camps or there's always tribes or there's always you know me versus you and them versus us very much so and it, it's no different in horizon um and so she's outcasted from her own camp um and she wants to figure out why and she wants to know where she comes from and um she wants to prove herself um and that you know they were wrong to kick her out and she has to travel the area to do so but to do so she has to become a fabulous hunter because she'll die otherwise um so yeah the second story follows on from from a story that i won't spoil from the first one and it's pretty damn good although oh no i'm not gonna say that actually because that is no it doesn't matter spoilers um <laughs> um so yeah i love it i've been waiting for this for like five years i've managed to get two people this week to play horizon zero dawn because wow. they'd never played it i was like what are you doing with your life where have you been like what do you mean you have a PlayStation and you've never played this game? I don't, I don't understand. Like, I do not receive that information. You make me sick. Yeah, make me sick. I'm going to delete you from my friends list, delete you from my life. Who are you? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. People can play with it all day. But, but come on, man, give it a go. Uh, yeah, so, and I, unfortunately, I have this person hooked. They are telling me almost every day, this is your fault that I'm playing this game. I can't go off this game. I'm at it at work, you know. It's just such a beautiful thing to see. And people do talk about, don't they? Like, if you could play any game for the first time again, what game would it play? And for me, it'd be Zero Dawn because Horizon Forbidden West is amazing and it's beautiful, but it's a lot of the same stuff. So I'm like, oh, yeah, there's there's not much, not massively a lot new of it, but that's great because Zero Dawn is amazing and I love Forbidden West. So I'm taking my time. It's one of those games where I'm not rushing to finish it. I'm almost scared to go into a map that I don't know what it looks like because I'm like, oh no, but that means that bit of the map is revealed then. <laughs> like I'm like 40 hours in and I'm like, oh, but I've still got a third of the map left. And then I'll have a side quest and the side quest marker will be all in these clouds because for anyone who doesn't play it, um, when you have the map, it's all covered in clouds. And then when you explore it, the clouds uncover. Um, and the, the little marker will be like right in the depth of the clouds. And I'll be like, no, I don't want to go over there because it will spoil the map for me. <laughs> just trying to not spoil myself from a game. I'm actively spoiling because I'm still playing it. <laughs> just, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's stunning. There isn't a game visually like it. You can fight me on that. People are like, oh no, Elden Ring's amazing. Yes, Elden Ring's art style looks lovely. You can like both games. That's fine. There is no pitting one against the other. Oh, please. It's Dark Souls with a bit of spit and polish. Yeah, it is. it's Dark Souls. However, 
Horizon Forbidden Honestly, West. Honestly, the two of you have just managed to trigger so many people in the space <laughs> of about 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is also, I've also managed to trigger the people who are saying that people who play Horizon Forbidden West suck now because they're obviously playing Elden Ring. And it's like, bro, you can play two games at once. Like, you can like both games. It's not like a tit for tat. Um, like, they've never been in competition. It's just because they're two massive games that were released within, like, 10 days of each other. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty spicy on Twitter right now in the game universe. But, um, yeah, I can't really... I don't want to spoil anything. But if you watch... If you don't know what I'm talking about or you haven't played it yet, it's exactly what the showcase is. Like I, I've never really seen a game before that looks exactly how it's advertised, and the showcase is the game. Like you are playing exactly like that. It looks like that. It moves like that. It is like that. The scenes are real. Like whereas, like when you watch showcases, when you watch E3, you're like, yeah, that looks good, but that's not the game. And yeah, it's just fantastic, and it's <laughs> so intricate. Collect loads. Like there's still stuff I haven't done. There's still a weapon I haven't got, so it means that loads of area for me is still like completely locked off. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm doing side quests, so I don't spoil the, the ending for myself because I know once I know, I know. And I'm, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to know yet. I'm having too much fun. I like your dragging the experience out for as long as you possibly can. I literally am. I literally am because like we're that. gonna have to wait for, like five years for the third one. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played it at all since last week's podcast, so I haven't got any further than I got the hang glider, and oh, yeah. um, I took down a settlement, and that's about it so far. I really I... need to fucking get on it because I'm so far behind. But yeah, um, I think I, I had... remember doing that and then looking at the progress, and it's like you are two and a half percent in the game, and I was like, shit, man, I've been there ten hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, I had. Well, it's been a busy week for reviews. I had three games on, so nice. You know, Got to focus on that nonsense. Nice. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, ah, oh, it's glorious. It's glorious. It is, Every- it is very glorious. I'm so I glad it lives well. up to your uh, to your expectations. Oh, it really does. It really does. And I never really, not that I never really understood photo mode, but I never really understood it. I was just like, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool feature. No, photo mm. mode fucking slaps. Like. <laughs> Doing Mate, it. <laughs> I have I have uh, on Horizon Zero Dawn on my old PS4 Pro. I have 1.3 gigabytes worth of photos. <laughs> Literally, I'm like gliding in the air. I'm like, whoops, snap! And then I'm like doing something like, whoops, snap! And then it's like a certain time of day that's happened, and everything's glistening. And I'm like, whoops, snap! Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, it's just yeah, it's yeah. glorious. It's glorious stuff. And I have this coming weekend is completely off, so. I am sitting mm-hmm. down, closing my door, and I am yeah. going to power through Forbidden West, and I can't yeah. wait. Uh, yeah, again, um, I have no- nothing to add to Game of the Week because I didn't play shit. I didn't play shit this week. So. Um, so, remember when we were like before the podcast? We made it on quick and snappy. We're half an hour in, and we're still on Game of the Week. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're, not, we're not good at this, are we? No, it's but it's lots of good games. Lots of yeah, yeah. It's lots of no, good yeah, shit you're right. About, Absolutely. But the, the, Get into a yacht. Oh, that fucking song, my God. Uh, get into a yacht. <laughs> I really thought that was Ariana Grande taking the piss out of herself when that, when that first when that song was first released. So I was like, oh, okay. And it wasn't. And I was like, okay. I've been at oh. work and the guys at work listen to Capital FM and or Capital Radio, whatever it is. And they have about nine songs that they just play on rotation all day long. And I hear that fucking song by mm-hmm. Dojo Cat or whatever. And I'm like, either I'm too old to understand this now, 
or this is just actual shit. And I cannot stand it. Yeah. Similar story is mm, Cardi nice. B's Up song. So the lyrics are, if it's up, if it's up, if it's up, then it's stuck. And Jimmy Kimmel was like, what the fuck does that mean? Or Jimmy Fallon. I get them mixed up. I think it might have been Fallon. And she was like, you know, when you do a poo and it's stuck. And he was like, are you serious? And he, she was like, yeah. I shit you not, you can look up on YouTube. And that is that song. And I'm like, what, why? Why did you, <sighs> what, what the hell? How have you made millions and millions of pounds talking about your stuck poo? I don't understand. Can we get back to games? Because I don't understand the music. Yeah, I know. It's just, so that song is just in my head. Like, <laughs> it drives me insane all day long. Um, right then, let's get into the news. Um, you know what? There was going to be a quiz, but I completely forgot to ask someone to make one. So no quiz this week. <laughs> we'll crack on with another quiz. Next I week. didn't know if you just didn't <laughs> want to do the quiz because I saw the agenda and I was like, oh, I just want to do a quiz today. No, I just um, I saw it and I thought I just did an agenda and I was like, I didn't even think about it until like two minutes ago. I thought, oh shit, I didn't okay. put a quiz on. Oh well, we'll do it next week. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. We haven't got a lot to talk about, but um, we'll talk about it at length. Um, first up, of course, is the upcoming PlayStation Showcase. Now, before this begins, I should say this has not yet been confirmed. Um, but there are some heavy rumors that there is going to be a PlayStation showcase this week. And well, PlayStation have a lot to show um, with a bit of old Ragnarok, but it goes by Tokyo, a bit of stray possibly. So I'm going to throw it to the guys. What would you like to see more of for the rest of the year come up in the showcase? Miles Thompson. What's my neat thing? Oh, there it is. I think I'm on now. Um, yeah, there's quite a few things that I'd like to see a bit more of. I think God of War is going to be hopefully shown in a bit more detail. Um, I'd like to know a bit more about basically anything about it, to be honest. And all, all news is good news. Uh, as a personal fan of what Ghostwire Tokyo looks like, I want to see more of that. I know we recently had that 10 minute gameplay deep dive, but the game just looks really, really cool. And I just want to see a bit more of it. So I think they might do a bit of a trailer or a bit of a gameplay um like short dive maybe just to drum up a bit more hype before it releases next next month this month this month um so yeah i definitely want to see a bit more of that i reckon final fantasy 16 they might show something off about because we've not heard anything from it since its initial trailer absolutely ages ago um they've got a couple of indies i think it was death first looked pretty cool um and i want to know more about the is it called Pragmata? Pragmata? I don't know how you pronounce it. Is that the Square Enix one? Um, that looks like it's in space and really kind of weird and odd. Yeah, we haven't seen that since the PS5 showcase, have we? No, exactly. And it looked really weird and cool. And I'm really mm. intrigued as to actually what, what the game is or what it's going to look like. So I'm, <laughs> I I'm remember hoping... like paying very little attention to that. So I was like, <laughs> come on, show me the box. Show me the box. Show me the box. Show me Horizon. Where the hell is Horizon? Why has it not been shown yet? What's going on? Yeah, you only had one game in your mind at that point, didn't you? Really did. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see a bit more of that. Um, but other than those, you know, I think it's going to be mainly a, a smaller game focus because they've obviously just released a couple of big hitters as well. Horizon was. I don't think Babylon's Fall quite counted as a big hitter. Mm, um, I guess we can, we can count GT7 as well. This came out this week. Yeah, probably another GTA 5 trailer as well, knowing our luck of how many of those we get. Hey, that's, uh, hey, that's out next week, and I know you want it. Oh, I don't even. Don't, it's not, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to bite it, that joke. It's just no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, uh, again, I'm kind of hoping for any kind of new IPs. Um, I just like to see something fresh and something creative and new. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if we might see a teaser of what um, 
what's housemark yeah what housemark might be doing next i know they released returnal last year but the sony do like to tease things quite a bit in advance um yeah, I'm quite open-minded with it. I think um, I don't have too many expectations for it. I'm not expecting like a massive, oh my days, like mic drop showcase. I think it's going to be more of a, here's yeah. the stuff we've already got. Here's a couple of new things to have a look at. Here's a few trailers. You know, a couple of big games are releasing later this year. You know, just will release more close to the time. So I think it's more to to whet the appetite after Horizon more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Cap, uh, anything particularly you'd like to see a bit um, more of in this I'd like, like to know where the fuck Little Devil Inside is. <laughs> that uh, game yes, is not course. coming out. It doesn't exist. I'm telling you, that game is like a myth. It might be. But the thing is, we saw quite a bit, a bit of it. I don't know if it was the PlayStation um, showcase, but it was some sort of showcase a couple of months ago. It was, they, the, uh, it was a PlayStation showcase. It so. was a PlayStation showcase. So I wonder if they'll actually provide a date for that because they normally like follow like a little bit of a, you know, I would love to see Hogwarts. That'll be good. Yep. Considering, you know, there are some Reddit people that have, well, the Reddit, is it the Reddit director or producer or someone commented back to a Redditor and, and somebody said, I don't think this is being released this year, which is a hypothesis I made a couple of months ago um, or even a couple of weeks ago. I don't think we're going to get Hogwarts this year. And I think one of the producers, one of the devs had said, you would be wrong. So I wonder if mm. that's going to be potentially mic dropped at some point, And I wonder if that's the place to do it. Um, I'd like to know obviously God of War is going to be on there which is amazing I can't wait to see more of that before a couple of hours ago I would have said they would have probably done a bit of a deep dive on Forspoken but it's being delayed now until October yeah breaking um, Forspoken delayed to October yeah so I mean it doesn't mean that they won't show anything they still could they still could showcase it for the hype um, and to make sure that you know that it's worth the wait etc 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 so that could still be a thing um i would also like to maybe see if there are any details on project spartacus because that seems to be bubbling Mm. obviously people who have renewed their playstation plus in the last couple of weeks have been given playstation now as a like they don't know if it's a bug or they don't know if it's and people are kind of hypothesizing that that's because that's maybe the first banding of project spartacus have have been accidentally released to some people um who have renewed their membership with ps plus my my ps plus membership literally goes up to like 2025 at this rate i think that i don't know what's going to happen when project spartacus comes in um i hope they give people the option to like use that money to tear up or maybe i don't know um assumedly it'll just replace it right yeah, but it will have bands, won't it? So could you, if if the if there's like tiers, if there's a tier system, is it just going to go to the lowest tier and then have to pay extra, or are they going to opt you to say, well, you can you can afford the tier three but for less time? Uh, yeah, see what I'm saying. See what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Because I always renew on the Black Friday because it's always like thirty quid. So mine keeps just renewing all the time. Um, so I have like, and I got like a twelve month for Christmas. So I've got it till a ridiculous year time so i wonder what they do with that but i would like to see if they're going to release anything or any information about the tier system or a date or i wonder if the god of war date will actually be finalized this time because there was a french leak i think it was french i think it was france france amazon um released the date that it would be coming in june or july or did i say june i think it was june mm. um and so I wonder if with that leak, they will confirm that because that would be cool. Um, 
yeah so those are all the things I would like oh obviously Stray like can I fucking have Stray please because <laughs> <laughs> say everyone's banging on about Elden Ring I would like Horizon and Stray please I would like the cat and the Aloy <laughs> just... yes please can I have a cat now please I'm done with Aloy yeah I'm, yeah. I'm not done with Aloy but I just I just want the cat because it did say early 2022 well, we're soon going into mid-2022, so where you be, meow meow? Like Stray could be like, and it's out today. Literally. And, and a, like, I don't put it past oh. Anna you know. Yeah, they've still got, I guess, April, haven't they, to call it early 2022. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. What would you like to see? I want to see this? Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm, okay. I want, I want to know what the hell they're up to. That's true, actually. They have. Oh, yeah, we of... might see that multiplayer thing. I want to see factions. Yeah. And yeah. I want to see a logo teaser or something of whatever it is they're doing next. Um, whether it be Uncharted or I think it's still too early for the for a Last of Us Part Three announcement. Um, but yeah, even if they have a whole new IP, a whole new IP would be really interesting because I know that they said the Lost Legacy was kind of the end of Uncharted. Um, obviously they've got the um the the remaster collection out now, and I think I think ties a bow on Uncharted for a while. But yeah, I want to see Naughty Dog, I want to know what they're up to because they're being suspiciously quiet and they 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 have like four projects on the go with something crazy. So um yeah, Naughty Dog is the primary one for me. Um again, it may be too soon, but yeah, factions has been in the work for for a while now, so it would be nice to see something of it. I'll just have it reconfirmed or whatever. Um, Spartacus is a great shout. I'm pretty sure that's a dead-on guarantee um, at this event, should this event actually take place. Um, especially with the with Shadow Warrior 3 dropping on PS Now on day one. I think that's a good indication that something is changing and something is about to become whatever it is that that it's going to be. I mean, I've had PS Now for a year, and I think it's great. I think it's a really, really good service. You really do need a kick-ass internet connection to make it worth it, but it's, um, it is really good. And if they can blend that with PS Plus, then hell yeah, I'm all for that. So, yeah, I think Spartacus, Naughty Dog. I think some uh, lovely little indies would be quite nice, um, something to get stuck into while you're waiting for these big releases. Um, I care not for God of War, so y'all can keep that. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, such a shame, dude. Such uh, a shame. You can keep you can keep whiny bitch man and his stupid little kid. Honestly, though, uh, that's stupid yeah, the little kid. Is kid. Annoying, but... Yeah, the kid is annoying. But hopefully, he's grown the fuck up. God damn it, Atreus! Yeah, damn it, Atreus, you ruined God of War for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Atreus is a pretty badass name as well. Like, if you would have a baby, Atreus is like up there with like that is unique but cool mm. but if you're a gamer that's not unique and cool he's a little shitbag who's going to be bullied in school because he's annoying oh i, I would totally call my kid a traitor if I, had a baby. I mean i wouldn't <laughs> particularly bully a, a demigod but i mean <laughs> mm. i'm not gonna say he's gonna go, go to school as the real atreus what i'm saying is <laughs> is that gamers will be like oh he's called atreus is that after the god of war annoying kid because uh. i would I actually actually had a thought as you were talking about um, Naughty Dog, Ross, so we haven't had anything about Insomniac yet and all the stuff that they're working on. Insomniac are working on Wolverine. Yeah, I know, but Anzu. we might actually see something of it, of one of the games that they're working on. I still nah, think it's way too, too early. soon. Way too early. Mm, I reckon we might get a cheeky little I trailer. think we might get something to do with Infamous. Oh, I'd love something to do with Infamous. 
whether it be a whether it be a remake or something of Second Son or or the mm. original Infamouses or a brand new one. Who knows? It'd be really cool, actually. I really enjoyed that IP. I played all three of them, and they're really, really good games. So it'd be nice to see it come back. It would be really sweet if PlayStation dropped two of their massive franchises: Horizon, Gran Turismo, God of War incoming, and they go, "Oh, by the way, here's all the fucking others. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Here's everything else you've got coming out this year. <laughs> Lap it up." Um, some look at PSVR two might be quite nice. I know we've had a look at the actual headset now. Um, some of the games they're coming for that would be pretty cool. Um, they seem pretty sure that it's going to launch this year, so it would be nice to see um, what's what's changed and what's new. Um, obviously, you know you can't really tell uh, unless you're actually in the headset what's really new or exciting. But yeah, um, they've got that Horizon demo, I think, haven't they, with PSVR two? So that's quite interesting. Uh, would be nice to see a little more of that because I'm just oh, in Horizon Horizon mode sick. right now. That's going to be dope. Imagine walking around and just like a tall neck just like walks. Stop it. That would be you. so good, especially if it looks how it does. Like if they've managed to capture the same like visual graphics yeah. because and the that, scale. Yeah, and the world is so alive as well. Like when you go to like a camp for us, go to the highest point of um that like base wherever it might be if you're mm. in like second spiral you're in um like wherever it, whatever it's called um and just look around you because everything moves and it's not the same generic move it just feels so alive and no matter where you are in the game if you come back all of their dialogue updates it's great it's Ooh. so well thought out it's just just Nothing is the same. And there'll be so much that everybody misses if you only play it once or if you only visit a base once. It's just so like, and if they manage to capture that in VR, well, hats off to you, Gorilla, because you win. You win you everything. fucking win, yeah. Well done. Yeah, well done. Good for you guys. <laughs> i tell you what, I, um, I finally managed to get, when I finally arrived in the quote-unquote West, the Forbidden West, and I saw a tall neck for the first time, I actually got a bit emotional. Because it was like, yeah, oh, that. it's a tall neck. I remember those. Yeah, they're such peaceful creatures. They just walk around, do nothing. <laughs> they're and like, you, and you stab them in the head. It's great. <laughs> you literally impale them. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. oh well. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff still to come from PlayStation, I think. And there's so much we don't know. They're they're holding so many cards to their chests at the moment. Whereas Xbox is going, here, this is everything we're fucking doing. Deal with it, bitches. And Sony's like, yes, in time, in time. We don't need to brag about everything we're doing all at once. So it's um, it would be nice if Sony just kind of, you know, kicked it up a gear and uh, explained what the hell is going on for the rest of the year because they've got so many IPs that they're not using. So it would be nice to see if they actually make some effort into doing that. But there's so much to get excited about, for sure, with PlayStation. And hopefully this this showcase does happen. I'm assuming it's probably a state of play rather than a showcase, but um, it's it's going to be exciting either way because these things always are, except for when they're rubbish. Remember the last state of play? We came on and did a reaction, and it was like, yeah, that was uh, that was shit. That was even <laughs> yeah, that was fine. We were like, we were like it was remember. okay. It was the one that had, that had little devil inside. Yeah, right at the it end. was that one. And oh, then yeah, they dedicated That's like sad. the last ten minutes to little devil inside and didn't give us a release date. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think that's why I've forgotten it because I was just like, "This sucks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, mucho, 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 mucho. I don't know. Lots to get excited about. I'm sorry, my brain is not working right now. But 
Uh, let's get into our next topic, which is, of course, um, EA, Microsoft, and more pulling products from Russia. Now, I'm not going to get too deep into this. We are but a lowly podcast, and we are very aware that we are a small speck in the world. And there's real-world stuff going on right now, and it's pretty intense, and it's pretty scary, and it's horrifying and heartbreaking. And, you know, all of us at Finger Guns are very supportive of everyone in Ukraine, and we uh, wish them all the very, very best. I saw a video today of a girl singing Let It Go in a bass, and it made me cry so hard. Um, it's just such a very strange and horrifying time. But, you know, the people of Russia, the actual civilians of Russia are all heroes um, protesting when it can get them thrown in jail. They're just doing it anyway. And it's amazing. And what's happening from that is a lot of companies are pulling their support of their products, whether it be video games or it be kind of anything, really. Um, there are a lot that aren't. Coca-Cola is still very much part of Russia, which is causing them a lot of shit right now but in terms of the games i've always been um since i've heard that they've been pulling stuff not necessarily games just anything i'm always on two sides about it yes i understand that they want to hurt the, they want to hurt the economy of russia which in turn hurts the government and in turn hurts putin but it's like it's hurting the people of russia also at the same time by doing this and it's a it's a very very delicate line that is being threaded through by these companies. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but is our Microsoft EA Naughty Dog? I think uh, CD Projekt Red as well. Are they right to pull their products from stores in in Russia to a make a point, b hit their economical kind of uh, standings, and in turn not allow the people of Russia who are just trying to forget this is even happening to kind of attack them at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Do you, know, do you, do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know what you mean. How do you feel about it? It's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because actually what you've said just envelops what is going on, isn't it? Is that these companies are stripping their resources from civilians, which in turn will turn the civilians against Russia, but then we'll get them in trouble. But also, people aren't very <clears throat> kind towards Russia, but it's not the civilians' fault. And it's the civilians are paying for Putin's doing. Um, and yeah, it, it, it falls a tricky line. It's, it's so 2022 for. <laughs> For the for the reward to be had, and this is not, I'm not laughing at this because war isn't funny. And like you said, it's an intense and horrific thing to go through. But how 2022 of it is, is it for us to be like, we're not going to sell you water anymore because we don't like you, but we're not getting involved. Like it's, it's petty. It's like and it, petty for the right reasons, but that's just a millennial of all the companies uh, because it 30 years ago, five, 50 years ago, we wouldn't have seen that happen. It would have been very much like you get governed by your political party or versus governing country to make those decisions. Um, you can't then just go ahead and make your own decisions. And so then creates, I guess, especially with wars, you need allies, you need, you have the opposition and you have allies. And it's very tricky if nobody's really fighting with Ukraine, but we kind of all are in this in an economical stance. So we're not saying we're not joining any wars, 
no, we're not bringing our army into Ukraine to help, but we are stripping them of games. Like, that's just a really strange, that's so millennial, first of all. But it's tough, isn't it? Because it's doing the right thing, but the wrong people are being punished, if that makes sense. So, like, they're making a point in a in a really poignant way, but the punishment is coming towards people who didn't make the decision and maybe aren't acting in the way that Russia's government want them to act or mm. that and so that that's where the tough line comes in I saw a tweet the other day that that was from a Russian from a Russian a Russian a Russian young woman who was saying that Twitch obviously Twitch as well have, have pulled their streaming service can't mm. make any money from Twitch if you're in Russia um that's her income and she also PayPal have also stripped any services. You can't transfer any money. You can't do any kind of um, anything like that. And so not only can she not get money out, she now can't make any money. So the money that she was making through maybe Twitch, however much money she might have in her PayPal account, she actually can't access at the moment. So mm. not only is she not making an income, she now can't pay her own bills. And isn't yes, it, it's all... isn't it isn't it weird and kind of scary how easily these companies can just pull something yeah and it's tricky isn't it because this is something that's not not really ever happened before because we're not in there fighting with them or or alongside them Mm. we're just kind of trying to attack them from an economical we're kind of making a point and making like an active point but also making this theoretical point of like yes we stand with ukraine yes all these companies do as well and if we target them economically and i think it's amazing that the people of russia are taking a stance forward because they didn't vote for this putin didn't give them the vote to do this um they didn't have a say this was something that that putin did all by his little fucking gay self um and yeah but it's 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 tricky isn't it because the wrong people are being punished yeah uh i don't know how i feel about it punished for the right reasons it's so difficult to word it correctly yeah like the wrong, yeah it's kind of like they're making a point but they're making it to the wrong part they're shouting at the wrong person essentially it's like they're punishing it it's like when like two little kids get in a fight and rather than focus on the guy that punched the little kid you know you've got a blonde kid and a brown-haired kid and you know the brown-haired kid punches the blonde-haired kid they're both getting in trouble but the blonde hair kid was seen doing the punch, but they didn't see the guy punch first. Do you know what I mean? It's very much like the blonde kid's being told off for something that he actually didn't do. For whatever reason. Bad analogy. And there, and there do you know what your, I mean? Like, he's still involved. Cat metaphor for the yeah, league. like he's still involved, but it wasn't his fault. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're only involved because of the fact they live on a land. Like, they were born there. They don't have any say in that. They didn't choose to be part of this. They're not choosing to fight for Russia. Hmm. It'd be very different if, say, like, I don't know, um, these companies funded army camps or bases everywhere like the mod for example if you had a specific brand that only specifically sent stuff to ministry of defenses in different countries it'd be very different if it was like yeah we're not going to send it to russia's base fuck them yeah uh, you know that's that's very different then because you are attacking the right people you're punishing the right people economically both and and fruitionally but it's tough <laughs> Let me just check our um our worldwide listeners at the moment. Um, we have a list. I'm able to check sort of like where this podcast gets listened to in the world, and it's sometimes oh, it's, it's really it's really interesting. We have one listener every month from Zimbabwe. Amazing! Hello which is just you. such a wonderful thing. That's Hi so there, cool. whoever you are. <laughs> um, we have um 
from last month, we have four people in the Ukraine that listen to this podcast. And um, if I don't even know if you're going to be able to listen to this, um, but if you are still listening to this or finding a way to listen to it, um, we hope you're well and we hope you're safe and you and your family and all your friends are being looked after um, the way that you absolutely deserve to be looked after and treated. Um, none of us can, the whole world fucking condones everything that Russia are doing and we very much include ourselves in that. And so if you are that person, we hope you're well. And thank you so much for listening to our stupid little podcast. Um, I hope it's bringing you a little bit of entertainment or light or light or joy or something right now because um god knows you need it and um, yeah that sucks yeah shitty shit son and everything everything shit and i hope and the thing is i hope this is a lesson to Putin that actually uh he thought that it was going to be maybe over in a day and it's not because he's a piece of shit so you thought you thought this was gonna be my name is mayo but it's actually Elden ring in it motherfucker Yeah, I wish them well, and I hope that we do more than say pull their PayPal accounts very soon. You know, yeah. it shouldn't be the civilians that are being punished out this, especially if they're protesting with Ukraine. That's another thing. Is that that must that's a double stab, isn't it? Really, mm. if you're protesting and saying we don't agree with this government, we don't agree with this war, we don't agree with these actions, and then your income's being pulled, that yes, it makes them angry at the government, and it will make civil wars, and it will make you know people revolt against their own country, and that's exactly what Putin doesn't want because he doesn't want to be betrayed by Russia or of course he wants to be able to liberate blah 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 whatever the fuck he wants to do you know cares but yeah I hope they start punishing the right people for the right reasons and that innocent people who are standing with Ukraine are not yeah. feeling the brunt of it as much I hope that we start to do more active stuff in the right way that supports the right people doing the right thing you know that's yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say yeah. um, Nintendo have also pulled the eShop, um, they haven't stopped selling consoles or games, but they've they've restricted access to the Nintendo eShop. Uh, Sony are yet to do anything, which is kind of weird. Um, I thought they pulled the PS Plus. I thought they pulled. Oh, have they? I haven't. Oh, I haven't seen that. I might have. I might have. That might have been just like a, a flash of an article where where maybe someone was speculating they might. I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, Again. I just don't know how I'd feel if Norris Nonson set war on Germany and then, like, you know, my income gets pulled and my PlayStation gets pulled. I'm like, yo, I don't fucking make a decision. So I can feel the anger and I can understand and appreciate and empathize that this mm-hmm. is shit. But I also am like, yeah, fucking do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's a very, div- it's a very yeah. weird thing, isn't it? it? It's so millennial, isn't it? Like, you can't have our games no more because you've been naughty, you know? But I'll tell you something that is quite millennial. It, 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 I, think, I think it's more Gen Z. Um, is that they've been changing the spelling of Chicken Kiev yes. to Chicken this Kiev, so which much. is K-Y-I-V. I completely understand why I get yes. it. It's a little bit of solidarity. But come on. It's fucking stupid, man. <laughs> Honestly, I saw that and I literally just wanted However, to However, what would be better is if you, if say like half of the money that you spent buying those different spellings went to the, the what's it called? The DC, the, the crisis at the red flag um, food stuff. That's yes. amazing. That would be amazing. But then just, you know, do something with it. Do, you know, we all know what's happening in Ukraine, but do something with it. Like donate. There are people who are buying Airbnbs and then telling them, you know, we're not coming by the way. This is just 
this is just to support you, which I think is a fantastic idea. And I'd love to do that when I get paid. Um, just getting a small Airbnb in Ukraine and just saying, we're here, we support you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lovely thought. Uh, Miles, where do you stand on this? Uh, I'm actually, I very rarely appreciate when big, large conglomerate companies decide to jump on trends in order to make themselves, you know, take like a moral high ground when they all do loads of shady practices and avoid taxes and all the rest of it. But in this case, I actually do agree with it. I think the only thing that really is going to make any difference to a dictator, which is effectively what Russia is now, like it might parade itself as a democracy, but it isn't, is actual tangible impact on the populace of that country. He has surrounded himself with such a powerful organization of people and yes men who will tell him you know, whatever he wants to hear. I don't know if either of you watched it, but they showed a clip prior to the invasion of where they were going to recognize uh, Luhansk and Donetsk um, mm. as independent nations. And one of his uh, chief like intelligence spy officers or whatever it was, they got up and they started talking and he literally like embarrassed this guy like he was a school child. Like it was just, you could just feel the tension and the awkwardness about how he treats other people and those are the people closest to him. These are billionaires. These are incredibly powerful people who he makes look small because he has surrounded himself with all of this power and wealth. And he invaded Ukraine knowing full well what was going to happen, that the raft of sanctions were going to come. And I think when you look at what these companies have done, you know, game companies pulling out, not selling their products, I think it it does punish people who don't deserve to be punished. You know, civilians haven't done anything to deserve this. There are lots of everyday Russians who don't agree with what's happening, who are protesting and are willing to go to jail for inordinate amounts of time. And now there's even a law there that, you know, they can punish anything they declare as fake news, which is whatever they want it to be. If you say Ukraine is a war, they will put you in jail because it's a special, it's a large military operation or whatever it is. And so I think as part of all the other sanctions and as part of a collective effort from pretty much every Western nation, almost, I think it actually works in the sense that Russia's economy is crumbling in multiple different ways. And I think that's the only thing that is effective, because if the economy falls apart, you can't fund a war effort if you don't have the money to do it. And your billionaires can't fund it if the currency that all of their money is in is tanking. You know, a lot of these billionaires had all of their assets in other countries, in other businesses, in dollars and euros and pounds, in businesses like game companies. You know, they invest this money and then they draw on it to help support the government in Russia. So by effectively withdrawing your products, you're denying all of the access to that wealth and all of the access to that money. And yes, people who shouldn't be punished get punished for it. But at the end of the day, if the Western nations weren't putting in all of these sanctions, nothing would change whatsoever. And I still don't think the sanctions are going far enough as it is, but you, it has to be a collective effort. And I think you have to have everybody on board. And for once, I think these companies are actually doing the right thing because if you continue to sell your products to a nation which is currently engaging in a war with a country which is innocent and independent and trying to destroy their sovereignty, I don't agree that that's something that, you know, if I was the head of a company, I wouldn't want to be involved with that country. Even if the people who buy the products in that country, I would consider very valued people and customers, you know, I wouldn't want to be involved with that nation. So I think in this case, I do agree with that. I think it is a very difficult you know, complex subject. And I think, you know, regardless of how you look at it, there are people on 
both sides suffering for things which are completely out of their control and weren't their decisions. You know, you could argue that Putin's decision is causing the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people um, and the displacement of their homes and everything else. And, you know, is that as bad as having a video game taken away from you in Russia? And I know that's not like a good like comparison to make, but I think when people talk about Russians are suffering, well, the leader of their nation is causing suffering on such an immense scale that, you know, if it was like you said, Kat, if Boris had decided to invade Germany and was bombing, you know, hundreds of civilians, I would feel probably quite right that Germany would go, no, actually, we're not going to sell you anything until you stop bombing our people. And, you know, you might have to take that sacrifice and that compromise because of something somebody else is doing who represents your nation. And so, yeah, I think it's all will help to coalesce in a lot more pressure on Putin. And I think if yeah. if it wasn't a raft of everybody doing it, and it was just one company going, oh, yeah, we'll stop selling our games in Russia. But, you know, everything else was still there. You'd argue, what's the point? Yeah, it definitely but, needs to be like a domino. Yeah, impact. and it has been. I think this is the one time where the West and NATO in particular have all been very unified in their response. And the pressure on the sanctions has been pretty, pretty incredible so far. Um, I still think a bit more needs to be done. I don't think Putin's the kind of guy to be deterred. And he did expect this war to be over within about two days and Ukraine to surrender. And they haven't because... They're a strong nation, and I think any support we can give them, regardless of what it looks like, should be done. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm actually fully in support of it. But the chicken Kiev thing pissed me the fuck off. Like I saw that, and I was like, who who had to write that post on social media and go, yeah, good job us, we've done good job good. us, yeah, we've we spread oh. awareness. Like yeah. I want to um, meet like the CEO or the executive who thought that was a good idea, and just be like, mate, you need to get your shit in order or get fired. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Also, uh, Zelensky is a very sexy hero. What a lad! Well, the president. It's weird, it's weird yeah. to think that he was a comedian yeah. and that he's like yeah, he was ended an actor up... as well, and he was yeah. like the, the Strictly Come Dancing version of their show. <laughs> yeah, he won Dancing with the Stars or something. That was it. Nuts, yeah, yeah. Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Yeah, he was also the he's also the Ukrainian voice. If you want to love him just a little bit more, he was a, <laughs> he was the Ukrainian voice of Paddington. What? Oh yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, come on, what a dude! And now he's what like this iconic war hero of our times. It's weird to think this yeah. is going to be in history books in like 10, 20 years time. Yeah. Um, if you are listening to this and you you want to um, benefit or help uh, Ukraine in any way, there's wonderful resources. Um, you know, UNICEF and the UN Refugee Agency, and Choose Love is a great one. Donate.chooselove.org. Um, I'm going to highlight one called sunflowerofpeace.com, uh, which is all one word, sunflowerofpeace.com. It's a non-profit organization committed to helping Ukrainians affected by the Russian military invasion. If you go there, you can donate towards a massive funding and um, that they're already planning to send over. It's based in Boston, and it's their mission is to mainly you know, support the people of Ukraine affected by the Russian military invasion. Um, it's a global network, and it's really really amazing um they're working with a lot of different companies to to provide first aid backpacks medicine medical instruments and other means of survival that are saving hundreds of lives so yeah i would recommend go there you can go to anywhere you want obviously because there's so many different companies that are doing it but if you want to check one out check out sunflowerofpeace.com because they are sweet and i think um if you feel kind of helpless, um, like I do, sitting at home in the UK doing very little, um, yeah, check out these websites. And if you want to donate, then do so. Where are we? 
All right, then let's finish off with the BAFTA Game Awards nominations. Switching gears slightly, but um, hey, this all happened in the same week. So what are you going to do? Um, the BAFTA nominations look uh, pretty pretty wild this year. And one thing that does bug me is that there's no BAFTA for performance this year, which is really strange. Oh, yeah. I've actually realized that. They've just ripped it out, and I have no idea why. Hmm, that is Very odd. strange. Um, so we're going to go through, like we did with the Game Awards, um, we'll do it as quick as we possibly can. We're going to go through everything that's been nominated, choose our winners, and uh, we'll see how right we were on the evening of the BAFTA Game Awards, which isn't too far away now. So we're going to start with animation. Nominated is Call of Duty Vanguard, It Takes Two, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, Life is Strange, True Colors, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Cat, who should win out of that lot? It's a pretty good category, actually. Keena. <laughs> I was thinking, sorry. Um, I say maybe Keena or Ratchet. Mm, I think yeah. Keena also, but yeah, it's 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 tough. It, that's a tough, it is a tough one. It it's is a tough, tough category. Uh, Miles, Ratchet, hands down for me. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like Keen. I think it has nice animation, particularly the cutscenes, but it's not as smooth as Ratchet. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Vanguard on this one, I think. Um, oh, yeah. yeah I was to enough. put my chips on the table. Call of Duty is a lot of bloody fucking things, but it is definitely pretty. <laughs> they do look shiny, don't they? They certainly do look shiny, and they look... Those, those, those cutscenes are getting close to real. It's getting a bit scary. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Call of Duty on that one myself. Um, artistic Achievement. We're going to go to The Artful Escape, It Takes Two, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, or Returnal. Miles, what do you think? I think It Takes Two might win this one, but I would like to see either uh, The Artful Escape or Returnal win it. Returnal simply because artistically, some of like the level design and just... Oh, so some of it looks absolutely ridiculously good. Um, An Artful Escape I just really, really loved, and it's got some awesome creative um, artistic direction in it. Mm. If I had to pick one, I'd say The Artful Escape, um, but I do think It Takes Two will win that one for some reason. Mm. Kat, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree with Miles. I would like The Artful Escape to win it, but I do think It Takes Two is going to win it. Psycho Not So did look very good, um, but no, I think I think there's something about the different scenes and the different environments of It Takes Two that will take that one. But the Artful Escape's a pretty good looking game in mm. terms of art artistry, artistry or whatever it's called. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with Miles. I, I think It Takes Two's going to take it, but Artful Escape, I think I'd like more to win that one. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. In terms of artistic achievement between the Alpha Escape and Returnal, they're very different, aren't they? Very, very different. So it's a, it's a very interesting category. I think I think the Alpha Escape will take it. Um, it's in the title, you know. It's artful. In terms of achievement, what do you I'll want? I'll argue with that. The logic's flawless. <laughs> yeah, um, the Alpha Escape or Ratchet, I think, because Ratchet is just a stunning work of art. Um, audio achievement: We have the Alpha Escape, Call of Duty Vanguard. Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Returnal. 
Um, Cat, any of these games when you're playing them going, hmm, this audio is worth an achievement. <laughs> I, well, it has to be the Awful Escape, surely, because it's all about music. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, you've got, you've wrong. got like, <laughs> I mean, Call of Duty is going to be like the realism of, of war sounds and shit like that. But I, I mean, I didn't, I, I do like Marvel's, like, the Guardians, like, audio i guess like obviously if you if you're catching dialogue and audio as well like yes it's very funny yes it's very but the thing is it's just 80s music you can't win an award for just putting in really good 80s songs like that's not you doing that that's you you know taking someone else's song putting it in your game so uh for me that would be artful escape uh i'm actually gonna say returnal for this one because the audio design in the game as for an actual video game is second to none. Like the way it uses sound to help you figure out where threats are coming from, what type of attacks you're facing, the level, like how it incorporates it into the level where you are, what floor you're on in relation to your enemies. Like the actual sound design of that game is ridiculous. And if you are unsure as to why I might say that, if you watch Skillup's review of Returnal, he does an entire five to ten minute section just breaking down why the audio is so incredible. And I fully agree with it. And I loved Art for the Escape. I think the music's amazing, but it's obviously done with musicians, so it should be good. Whereas yeah. Returnal was made by game designers using audio to amplify the video game itself. And yeah, I just think in terms of audio achievement, it should be that one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go for Halo. Because this might be oh, my fi- this, exactly exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this might just be the fifteen-year-old and me talking. But when I finally got onto the open world of Zeta Halo, and it went da 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 my heart skipped a beat, and I lost my mind. And so that moment is unforgettable for me. So I think I'm gonna have to go for Halo for not on that one. Um, but yeah, I think Arthur will win, but I want Halo to win. Um, now this is weird okay we have um ee game of the year and we have best game two completely different categories i said this it's stupid it's really stupid because imagine if you vote a game best game and then another game wins game of the year it makes, <laughs> it's stupid i don't like it so best game Deathloop, forza horizon 5 inscription it takes two ratchet and clank rift apart and returnal miles who's winning that one uh i mean i know it's quite a i have quite a different take on death loop but i didn't enjoy it nearly as much as other people did and despite the fact that i'm the biggest fan of arcane going i think either death loop or it takes two are going to win it my personal favorite of those six is returnal i really wanted to play inscription but i never did but i suspect that one would have been a high contender but of those games i i would go with returnal personally but it won't win or death loop or it takes two will Mm. Uh, Kat, what do you think? I think It Takes Two is going to get it. I didn't rate It Takes Two for the amount of credit and awards it's actually getting, um, but I can see why, you know, fine. So I think out of them, it's going to be that. I'd like, I'd love Ratchet and Clank because I still, I will still kind of die on the hill that Ratchet and Clank carried the PS5 along with Astro Bot for like the first six months. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely and, I, right. and so I think just for that alone, it needs to fucking get some credit um, because it's also incredible. It was the first ever showcase of what the PS5 could do other than Astro Bot. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'd love Ratchet to get it, but I think it's going to be Returnal where it takes two, probably. 
Well, yeah, I think I think Returnal is going to win this one. Um, I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Um, I'd love Ratchet to win. Ratchet's the only one I really played to death. I've played Forza to death as well, to be honest. Um, so yeah, out of those that I've played, yeah, I'd have to go for Returnal. Um, I couldn't get into Deathloop because I'm just not that good at video games. Um, British game. This is a game that's been made in Britain. Her tally her. Alba, a wildlife adventure. Death's Door. Fights in tight spaces. Shout out to Ground Shatter. Forza Horizon 5. Overboard. And Sable. Cat. What's winning best British game? Oh, I'd love Overboard to win. I played Overboard was one of like one of my first finger guns reviews. It one was. Of- one of yeah, one of not the first, yeah. but it was one of the first. Um, so I have a, have a very special relationship with Overboard. Um, I I really liked it, but I do think Death Store might might pull this one. Um, or Forza may mm. probably likely pull this one. I'd love to see like Overboard or Death Store get it, but I think it is going to be Forza because okay. it's pretty and has cars and. Shiny puddles. And... It sure has those shiny, shiny puddles. <laughs> uh, Miles, what's going to win British game? I think this one will be Death Store. I think it's the most... Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know why, but it just kind of sticks out to me as the one that's probably the most well-known. It probably had the most advertising, aside from Forza. Um, but racing games just never do well for awards. They're just a little bit too niche for like the wider group that vote on these things. Okay, it's not a racing game. It's an RPG, and I will die on this hill for the rest of my life. <laughs> an RPG just with cars. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not my fault you're in a car the entire time, okay? Yeah, it's just the way it works, you know? Yeah. Um, I really wanted to try fights in tight spaces um, based on Sean's review because um, it looked really, really cool. Um, but I think it'll be Death Store. I played one round of Overboard thanks to Cat and I quite liked it. But I just don't think it'll have enough to win it. So, yeah, I'm going to go Death Store. Mm, yeah, I think Death Store's got this in the bag uh, completely. Um, yeah, for all the things you said, Forza isn't going to win, which really sucks because it's a fantastic video game. But um, yeah. Death Door, it's got this all over. I'd like to be wrong. I'd like to see Fighters Tight Spaces get it because Ground Shatter really deserve it. I've loved basically everything they've ever made. So, yeah, that would be awesome. But, um, yeah, Death Door is going to nail that quite easily, I think. Uh, debut game. We have The Artful Escape, Eastwood. God, I love Eastwood. Uh, the Forgotten City, Genesis Noir, Maquette, and Toem. Uh, Miles, there's a few here that I've not played. Have you played any, any of these? Uh, I have played The Artful Escape. I looked at quite a lot of stuff about The Forgotten City, and apparently it's pretty incredible. Mm. Uh, McQuet did not appeal to me in the slightest. Didn't look my kind of jam. Tell him I heard a bit about, but I haven't played. Um, I'm going to go for The Artful Escape. The Forgotten City is the only other one on that list that I particularly do want to play. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna say the Artful Escape because it was really good, and as a new IP to just kind of throw out there, I think it's a pretty cool idea. So I want to support that, so I'm gonna say the Artful Escape. All right, uh, cat. Uh, I think for me, it's between three just because I haven't heard of my cat. I have heard of my cat, but I can't visualize it in my mind. Um, between the Artful Escape. The Forgotten City, because I've also heard a lot of very good things about it. Mm. And Toem. I think Toem might be a sneaky one, you know? Um, just because, yeah, it, it's apparently pretty great. 
and it's made by a dev team called Something We Made, which is great amazing. name. Great name. Yep, I love that. Yeah. Um, yep, I think the Forgotten City is going to win this. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played it yet, uh, much to my dismay. I would love to. Um, I love Eastward. I think it's a wonderful, beautiful game that everyone should play, uh, made by Chucklefish. Um, so you should really, really check it out. Check out all of these games, actually, because they're all great, um, as far as we know. But yeah, The Forgotten City, I think it's going to win. Um, evolving game, everyone's favourite genre. Uh, we have Among Us, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Apex Legends, Disco Elysium, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Cat, what's going to win Evolving Game? So I don't think No Man's Sky, Fortnite, or Apex Legends or Animal Crossing should really be in this because it's they've all been out for a really long time. How long, how more can you evolve, really, um, and win awards for it? Surely. I don't know. I don't know what the threshold is. Um I don't know why Disco Elysium is here for an evolving game because I thought that was like done. Is, is it being added to? Is it like? Yeah, it's because the console release they added like a whole load okay. of new shit. Right. Like they added loads of voice lines and all sorts of stuff. They put in a lot of work to that. Okay, so I think it's between, I, you, know, you know, everyone loves Animal Crossing. It probably saved a lot of COVID. Um, mm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if Fortnite got it just because they they've added celebrity endorsements they've got a new bloody character every week that's amazing um i would like to see it go to among us or disco elysium though i think the among us console release has done wonders for the game and the thing is it's such a simple game but they are adding different modes to it it's still huge yeah but maybe disco elysium might pull this one maybe maybe animal crossing but i don't think the other three should really get that my bad. I don't know. Maybe I'm triggering some fan bases. What do you mean, No Man's Sky shouldn't get an evolving game? Well, because No Man's Sky did that for fucking ages, so that's why. <laughs> so, and they're, they're, and no they're still adding stuff to it. It's li- there's a literal definition of evolving well, game. Okay, so why the fuck is The Sims not on there then? And stuff to The Sims all the time. No one plays The Sims anymore, loser. <laughs> yeah, The God. Sims isn't even a thing anymore, man. God, man, no one cares anymore. <laughs> what even is The Sims? <laughs> And you gotta pay £60 for the base game and £25 for every other goddamn add-on. Oh my god. Uh Miles, what's gonna win evolving game? Uh hold on. Oh, there we go. Uh funnily enough, <laughs> I'm actually gonna say No Man's Sky. Um, the additions that they've made to it since it came out, they've turned it from an absolute car crash of a game into something that people absolutely adore. And it is massive now. You know, they've added a whole new perspective to it, they've added all sorts of different base building aspects and traversal and it's just so much. It's like a completely different experience now. And it's one that I've tried to get into about four times and I just can't commit my time to it. But yeah. I just think I always want to celebrate a dev team who acknowledged that they really fucked up, spent a whole year in radio silence to fix what they got wrong. They've released all of the expansions for free. They've made it cross-platform. You know, they're, they're actually realizing the vision that we were promised way back in 2016. And I want to support that. And I think for the fact that they've done it for free, they've not asked for anything more from people. I just think that deserves respect. And like, you know, that's not full of microtransactions and bullshit. It's just a dev team who love their game and want to keep building it. So I want to support that one. All right. Fortnite will probably win it though. Yeah, Fortnite's going to win because it rules. Bye. Right, next. Uh... Um, No, Fortnite's not going to win. I think, I really think Disco Elysium will win. Uh, because only because the BAFTA Game Awards panel are full of freaking nerds. 
Nerds. They play shit like Disco Elysium and go, oh yes, yes, this is this is groundbreaking. Um, and so yeah. Animal Crossing, I don't get what Animal Crossing is here. I adore Animal Crossing, I loved it. 500 hours into it, love it, amazing. But it released one piece of DLC and then Nintendo said, right, we're not doing any more. Yeah, that's yeah. So Why? that's not an evolving game, that's a game with DLC. <laughs> In a game that's finished evolving. It's evolved. Yeah. Evolving. <laughs> they said it will be years and then all of us were shut in. So we got a, like five years of gaming out of one year and they went, oh, well, fuck. Okay, we'll release one thing and then that'll do. <laughs> it's a weird choice to be an evolving game. But um, yeah, I really think this could be some win. But Fortnite should win because Fortnite rules. Anyway, next. Family game. Alba, a wildlife adventure. Shikari, a colorful tale. Forza Horizon 5, Mario Party Superstars, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Unpacking Cat. What do you reckon? I'm really surprised it takes two, isn't it, on that? Um, but I guess it's not really family. But I guess, I don't know. Um, I it's think about Mario a family, Party... isn't it? But it's pretty dark as all hell in certain places. I, I guess so. Um, and so Chicory is a bit kind of like on the nose. I think Mario Party might pull this one. I don't think unpacking is going to win it, but I think unpacking will win a different category that I will talk about later. But yeah, I think Mario Party Superstars will will take this one simply because like it's fucking Mario Party, bro. Like that is lit. Mario that's Party, all bro. ages, all difficulties, all scenarios. Like it's got to surely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Miles, uh, I think Chicory, just because it's the most critically appreciated of them i think it's, it's kind of fat, it's like mental healthy yeah i know but like critics love that kind of shit you know so yeah, but like family if it was in a different category it'd completely oh like, no I, beyond I, entertainment yeah i, I agree I, with you but then why is forza horizon in the family category oh, fuck like? because, I, I don't know i was gonna say like forza horizon is not a family game but maybe lewis hamilton's family player i don't know <laughs> i mean <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, go, I'm gonna go with Chicory. I feel like it's just one of the critics things where they'll just be like, "Yep," like you said with Disco Elysium. I think they just lap that kind of shit up. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Unpacking win this because Unpacking is a sensational video game. Uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna go for. I think Chicory is gonna take this, just because of nerds again. Um, Ratchet might have a good chance. Ratchet was a lot of fun. I know a lot of uh, younger people who. Like the kids of my friends have played it and really enjoyed it. So there's definitely something there. Mario Party as well. Forza isn't going to win Family Game. It's just weird. So yeah, but I'd love to see Unpacking win this because Unpacking absolutely rocks. Um, we're on a game beyond entertainment. A game that made you feel something, damn it, and taught you, taught you a goddamn lesson. Uh, we have Alba, a wildlife adventure. Before your eyes. That's the game you can play with your eyeballs, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever forget that. Shikari, a colorful tale. Game Builder Garage, which was that thing that Nintendo made where you could code stuff, if you uh, if you remember. It Takes Two. I don't know why that's here. And Psychonauts 2. Uh, Miles, what do you reckon? It's an interesting category, this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Before Your Eyes, just because of how innovative and like progressive it is in the sense that it's bringing accessibility and just cool stuff. I think it's just really awesome. So I'm just going to say that one because the idea of just blinking to play the game and that you just play it with your eyes is dope. So, yeah, I'm going to say that one. Yeah. Cat? 
Um, I agree, but I'm also going to throw in Chicory for the same exact reason Miles threw in Chicory for the last category. I think critics love the mental health aspect, the relatable aspect. It's a game full of colour and also not so colour, and it has a deep dark message. So, you know, beyond blah, blah, blah. But I do think, yeah, it's between For Your Eyes or Chicory. Chicory reminds me of, um, have you ever heard of a game called That Dragon Cancer? Yes. Um, no. It's it's a story that um um like it's a one man development team. It's a game that he made whilst his wife or son was going through cancer. It's a son, yeah. His oh, son, yeah. That's fucking and sad, bro. It won Game Beyond Entertainment a few years ago, and I remember looking at it. And um, it's a PC only game, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Um, and it's just fucking devastating. Um, but it's also really uplifting. It's got you know, it's one of those kind of stories. Um, and Shikari sort of reminds me a lot of that, so I think Shikari's got it in the bag because of that reason. But uh, we shall see. Um, yeah, but that Dragon Cancer, if you haven't checked it out already, check it out because it is something very, very special. Uh, game design we have Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Inscription, It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank, and Returnal. Uh, Kat, what's going to win game design, do you think? I think it will probably be between it takes. Oh, that's a really hard one, you know. I had Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Maybe definitely. No, Ratchet and Clank. Maybe ret- no, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe inscription, no, Ratchet and Clank. Maybe Forza, no, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Come on, Ratchet. Come on, Ratchet. Uh, Miles. So I think Deathloop is going to win it, which will actually really frustrate me because I think the design of its roguelike elements is actually pretty badly done in comparison to other roguelites, which do it much better. Uh, I think Ratchet and Clank, as much as I really did enjoy playing it, it's like other Ratchet and Clanks. I don't think it's very much a creative or fresh take on anything new. I think it takes two as a good opportunity because it has so much variety and it shoehorns like a bunch of different game modes and types that other games would focus on solely into one game. So you're basically getting like 10 or 12 different games wrapped in one. Uh, I haven't played Inscription, but I love the idea of it. And I think, again, innovation wise, I think that's probably a good good shout. I think Deathloop will win it, but I'd like to see it takes two or Inscription win it. I don't, again, I don't really know why Forza is there. No offense to it. It's a brilliant game, but I don't, yeah, I don't think it should be there. Okay. Um, it takes two, I think we'll take this. Just because every single level is different. Every single level adds a new mechanic to that game. And it's what they do with it and how imaginative they use these different mechanics is just fascinating. So I think it takes two as a strong chance. If not, it takes two, then Deathloop. Um, I think you're right, Miles. I think it's between those two. But uh, we shall see. Maybe Returnal as well. Returnal does some stuff very well. But again, you see it a lot in kind of other games as well. Um, multiplayer. This should be interesting. Call of Duty Vanguard, Vorza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, Hell Let Loose, It Takes Two again, and Pack for Blood. Cat, uh, what's going to win this one? Uh, I, maybe Halo. Yay. Mm, 
yeah, maybe Halo. Uh, probably, uh, probably it takes two because everyone was like, oh my god, it's so profound. No, it's not profound. It's it's a co-op. Like Lego's been doing it for ages. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one. I don't think Call of Duty is gonna win it. Back for Blood. If you'd asked me before we played it, above as we played the beat the beta, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, it's gonna be Back for Blood. That was fucking awesome. Um, but. I think people love the fact that Halo is back. Um, people are having a lot of fun with it. I don't think Horizon um, Forza is going to get this. I think it's between It Takes Two and Halo. Forza Horizon Forbidden West. Forza Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Yes. <laughs> Zero West. <laughs> uh, Miles, I think Cat's on the money with that one, to be honest. Yeah, I think Back for Blood should not be anywhere near it. There were just so many issues at launch with the matchmaking and multiplayer anyway, never mind the fact that it just wasn't as much fun to play as it should have been. Vanguard was fun for a few hours and then it descended into kind of repetition chaos, which wasn't as fun as it should have been. Forza, I feel like in these awards, right, they're kind of doing Forza a bit dirty because they're like, oh yeah, we'll nominate you so that we can say that we actually think about racing games, but we're not going to give you any chance of winning any of these categories. Like, mm. I feel like it's there a bit unfairly because it's it's not going to win it. Uh, Halo Infinite, I think, is probably the best shout. Hell Let Loose was quite a surprise one, and I think it would be nice if it won it. I don't think it will, um, but it gave like a very authentic, grounded, uh, boots on the ground type of experience that Call of Duty promises but never actually does. Um, and it was for the fans. So I think that would be a nice one. But yeah, I think it'll be It Takes Two or Halo Infinite. I'd like to see Halo win it just because it's the first time Halo fans have had something to celebrate for quite a while. So, you know, it deserves it. It's a, it's a fun game. Halo Infinite multiplayer launched. 10 days before it was supposed to just because give it a bafta for fuck's sake my God. <laughs> just give it it's due i don't know if you remember that day on the slack i lost my fucking mind <laughs> it was just like an xbox celebration day and they were like oh by the way the head of infinite multiplayer is available now what like like right now see you later yeah I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I got very excited. Hell Let Loose. I'm sorry if you're a fan of Hell Let Loose listening to this podcast. <laughs> Hell Let Loose is the shittest FPS I have played in the last 10 years. Oh dear. It is fucking awful. And the the trailers and also it all promises lots of good stuff. It's the same thing that happened to Battlefield 2042, right? Promises so much goddamn drama and excitement. I spent the first 20 minutes of Hell Let Loose walking through a fucking field and then I met someone and I died. And I jumped in again and they respawned me at the very back of this fucking field. So I had to walk all the way through the field again. And there's this guy's just there waiting to pop off. And it's like, no, screw this game. I hate it. And so, yeah, people kind of ruined Hell Let Loose for me. Um, back for Blood, I mean... It's weird, isn't it? We had we had such a laugh playing for the beta, but then you realise that's the whole game, and it was and the it, best part yeah, of the game. That yeah. was yeah, it was like the all the best levels, the all the most exciting bits. Uh, yeah, it was they, such a shame. They just blew their fucking load too early, you know. Yeah. Well, wow. Okay. Ain't, ain't that did. the way? Ain't that the way? Yeah. <laughs> you'll 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 know when you get older, Miles. Don't worry about it. Um. Yeah, Back for Blood was just. The greatest hits of Left 4 Dead, but just repeated over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
And unfortunately, it didn't really keep our attention. And to this day, Miles, I still haven't got off that fucking boat. <laughs> you in that goddamn <laughs> boat, man. Oh, my days. It must have been, what, three, four, five times we tried to get you off that boat. And every it time... never happens. I'm going to play it with, I play it with, I played it, I apologize. I played it with another, with a other group of friends. How dare you? I know, right? Still going to get off that fucking boat. The funniest one was when you got literally like right to the end, we planted the bombs, we were running up, and then one of the giant guys swatted you off the boat and you fell off the, <laughs> the water. And I was just like, come on, Gabe, this is just not fair now. <laughs> just give me something. But yeah, it wasn't to be. Uh, right then, uh, music. Uh, we've got Deathloop, Far Cry 6, which is just so, I don't remember a single song for Far Cry 6. Halo Infinite, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, and Returnal. Uh, Miles, what do you think? I think it's a fucking travesty that Artful Escape isn't on this. Yeah, it's um, weird, isn't it? Why the... F- I don't... Uh, uh, all right, again, I'm going to kind of hit on Deathloop a little bit, but it literally has one theme tune, which is somewhat hummable, and the rest of it is just random <laughs> What fucking diss to some... Somewhat hummable. Somewhat hummable. I like making music, and I'm currently working on a new album, and if someone reviews it, Going somewhat hummable. That says, yeah, I listened to Roscoe's album. It's somewhat hummable. That that perfectly encapsulates it. Why the fuck is it on here? Like, the music (laughs) is not incredible. Like, literally, it has one little theme tune, and the rest of it is just random ambient music, which is fine, but it's not fucking like it shouldn't be up for an award for it. Far Cry 6, I don't know what the music's like. I haven't played it yet. Uh, Halo Infinite, it's Halo, so it's course it's going to be banging. Um, Psychonauts 2 I haven't played Ratchet and Clanks was good Returnals was fine I feel like none of these stick out to me as like hell yeah that game had a soundtrack that was unbelievable mm-hmm. um, like I think like Far Cry 5 soundtrack if that was on here or had been on on the year that it was totally fine with that that soundtrack oh, was unbelievable man, it was. that soundtrack was incredible remember that main menu that acoustic guitar but see what i mean like we can remember that even yeah. though we played it years ago because it was brilliant and like none of these games like ratchet and clanks returnals death loops i don't really remember any of their music at all um and i just think there must have been better games that could have been on this list probably less high profile that would have deserved it a lot more so yeah i'm not a fan of this category oh yeah i have to pick one i'm gonna say halo just because it's got the orchestra (laughs) i'll say hello okay uh cat yeah i completely agree there's nothing here that like stands out to me of like oh yeah it's banging uh Mm. so i'll probably say halo to I do you know what I can't even remember any ratchets music. I'm really surprised that considering they're like, oh yeah, Guide to the Galaxy, the audio, blah, blah, that it's not on music because I'm sure that it right. was on <laughs> like it's, it's so weird. Um yeah, so I'm gonna say Halo 2 simply because I've not played any of the other games other than Ratchet, and I can't really remember any Ratchet, but if Halo has a fucking orchestra, then Hit me the fuck up because that should have done it. I <laughs> can't remember. I put, I put 50 hours into Ratchet and Clank. I can't remember a single song from that game. No, no, that's what I mean. Like, nothing is like, oh, yeah. And maybe that's because, like, I just admitted that I actually haven't played Psychonauts 2 or, you know, but actually, everybody here has played at least, uh, apart from Psychonauts, everyone here has played at least one of the other games. And all of us are saying the same thing. Yeah, so I played most of these. And obviously, the Halo music is timeless. And, you know, there's no. There's no getting around it. It's the the Halo music is half of the experience, I think. Yeah. Because when it kicks in and when it's oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> and it's like oh my god, 
And, you know, yeah, it'll win just for that. But I think Deathloop might have a chance as well. No, no, I'm not having it. No, funky. if they pick Deathloop for that, they could fuck off. Like, Far Cry, I, I loved Far Cry 6, but if it wins this, that is a disgrace because I can't Basically, no one should win it. No one should win this one. No, to no think one in a year where Near Replicant came out with such an incredible soundtrack and these fucking shit things got picked. Like, I, I'm yeah. offended. Also, like... Forbidden West also has a banging soundtrack, so that's for next year and everyone will forget it. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, we'll probably I, feel, be up I feel like Toby would have something to say about this category, to be honest. Oh, yeah. He'd be yeah, furious. Final... Well, no, Final Fantasy came out the year before. Never mind. Yeah, just you wait till Final Fantasy Origins comes out of all that music. And yeah. this is going to be chaotic. <laughs> Chaos. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Halo's going to win next. Uh, narrative. Now, this is interesting because we're actually going to get into a bit of story now. Um, so, it takes two. There it is again. Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, Returnal, and Unpacking. Hmm. Kat? Um, I don't know if Unpacking has... Does Unpacking have a narrative other than the girl moves out? And oh, move oh, oh. Have you, have you finished it? I've not even played it. I really want to play it, but it's not on PlayStation. It's so on Game Pass. On yeah, I know, but... Like, <laughs> It's not on my side of the room with my gaming setup. So <laughs> Xbox is really hard for me to play. But oh, it's so oh my far God, away, I isn't play it? it? So fucking bad. But um, yeah. Uh, so maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I want unpacking to win a different category, and I'll tell you that in a minute. It takes two is likely going to take this, just because, like you said, it's like sort of family friendly, but a bit on the nose. It's kind of like when you watch a Simpsons episode and you realise 20 years later that that episode is definitely for adults. But at the yeah. time as a kid, you found it funny. Like, that's what It Takes Two is, is essentially about. Um, I don't feel like Marvel should win this because the story has been handed to them. Like, And that's not in like a dig in any way, but I feel like all of these other games are games. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, although it's a game, it's not a game. It's It's a franchise of a film that's made into a game do you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like you've already given everything so even if it's an amazing story you've already taken you know you're not going to change any of the characters you can't change who Groot is you can't change you know star lord you can't change any of that so you are given that story so should you win the gaming narrative oh, i don't know um Damn. so i'm gonna say it takes two I don't know the story to Life is Stranger, so I've still not played it. So I'm going to say it takes two takes this one. <laughs> Interesting. Um, as for Miles, as someone who has played Life is Strange True Colors, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I'm always quite biased towards Life is Strange. So I've not played Unpacking. I've not played Psychonauts 2. Uh, I've not played Guardians of the Galaxy yet, but what from what I've gathered from Kat, it sounds very, well, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong, it's fucking awesome. It's like yeah. watching a film. And it's just kind of what you expect, film. isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly what you expect yeah. in a great way. And it's not, that's not a critique at all. I just don't know if it should be narrative. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine, but I could have watched the film version and it would have been fine. Could have been an email. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a newsletter. <laughs> um it takes twos I didn't like. I just didn't I didn't think it was that good. I don't understand why everyone raves about its narrative personally. Um, Life is Strange Two Colors, I really did enjoy the narrative. Um, I think it's got a well-told story. Uh, it's got plot holes in it, but they're kind of worth overlooking for like the genuine like emotiveness of the story. And at the in the last chapter, it does go into some pretty, pretty deep stuff. Um 
Returnals, I, I don't really know why Returnals is on here, if I'm being honest, because there's a handful of cutscenes, albeit its story's got a little bit of a twist to it, but a lot of the story is told through audio logs and stuff, and I just don't think it's particularly, you know, that good. I think they were probably better. Again, Near Replicant came out the same year, and I know it's like a remaster of, of a game from previously, but like there are games with much better stories, I think, than Returnals um, that probably should have been on this list instead. Um, so I'm going to say Life is Strange. Sneaky suspicion that um, it takes two to win it, even though I really don't think it should. Are you moving your mic around? No. Oh, it sounds like you Definitely are. does sound like it. It sounds like you're like banging around. Oh, I'm not doing anything. I promise. No, it's okay. Just curious. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think I think it takes two is going to take this. I don't know if you guys finished Ugh. it, but yeah, it's the weirdest part of it is the story, but it's the reason why it all works and the reason why it all clicks and just all makes sense in a weird way. Um, I've not played Life is Strange. By all accounts, the story of True Colors is very good. Um, I haven't played Guardians. I'm looking forward to playing that on Game Pass next week. Psychonauts 2, I didn't finish because it was just too trippy for me. It was just weird. Um, I obviously did finish Returnal and so yeah I mean the story of unpacking is unbelievable purely because there's no dialogue there's no text there's nothing that tells the story but the story is told through the various different houses that she unpacks her stuff in and it's the way it goes up and down throughout all these moments of her life it's just a it's a fascinating way to tell a story and by the end, it was it was very it was very emotional. It was a really sad story, and it's just a uh, a wonderful experience. So yeah, I'm all about unpacking for this personally, but I think it takes two will take it. We shall see. If unpacking wins this, I'll be delighted. I'll be so happy because it's such an original, unique way to tell a story like that. Um, right, we're getting there. I promise. Um, original property: Death Loop, Death Store, Inscription. It takes two. Returnal, unpacking, cat. I would, I mean, I would like unpacking to win this one. Yay! Yeah, and I'd like it to win another one. But uh, this, because I feel like with every other game, there's a game like it. But I don't really know any other games like unpacking. Yeah. So, like, Deathloop, yeah, like, the whole, like, doing it again a million times has been done. Even Overboard did that. So, you know, we got that. And you got to do it. Death Store is, you know, Souls-like kind of cartoon stuff. You know, we've, we've had that before. I don't know what description is. My bad. No idea. Um, it Takes Two is a co-op game. You know, we've had a lot of co-op games, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, Returnal is, like, just, like, I don't really know how to describe it. I watched Miles play it for a couple of hours. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but unpacking just looks so fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just so original. Like, but it's so, it's so like, and I know I keep saying, but it's so like millennially Gen Z, isn't it? Such a game for that, those kind of people, those people yeah. born in those years. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my winner. Yeah, me too. Uh, Miles? Uh, it Takes Two is probably going to win this as well. Um, I personally would like to see Inscription win it because I think of all the ones mentioned there, I think it is the most 
creative idea for a video game and i think if we're going for just pure originality um to make a good game out of a card deck building system with movement traversal and all sorts um i think that's the the coolest idea um but yeah i think unpacking would deserve it as well i don't think returnal or death loop should get it death store wouldn't mind it takes two again i feel like that's just built on you know what a way out did already so it's just building on a formula they've already worked on. Um, so yeah, I'd say unpacking or inscription. Cool. Yeah, I think unpacking will take it. Or death door, maybe. One of the two, to be honest. It takes two, can't win everything. So <laughs> it's gotta be You say uh, that, but <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It already got fucking game of the year, didn't it? At the game awards. So I mean, who knows? Uh right, two to go. Technical achievement. Forza Horizon 5, Hitman 3 getting its first nomination, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Miles, which technical achievement were you most blown away by out of all of these games? Uh, I would actually say Forza Horizon 5 or Ratchet and Clank, with Returnal being a very close second to Ratchet. Resident Evil looked very good, but I don't think it was as impressive as the others. Hitman 3 is a very well-designed, tightly created game, technically, um, which I think should be appreciated probably more than it will be, so I don't think it'll win. Psychonauts 2 have not played. Um, I just think the graphics and the level of fidelity they've reached in Forza and Ratchet will be what clinches it for one of them. But I'm going to say Ratchet and Clank will get it simply because it's not a racing game. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Kat? Um, yeah, I mostly agree with Miles on this. I think Forza should take it. Um, I agree with Miles on Hitman as well. I think Hitman should be actually recognised for this award, but probably won't be because I think a lot of people turn their nose up for Hitman. Um, but yeah, so I think I think those two are probably going to be the front runners. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Hitman or Forza? Yeah, I mean. I suppose from a visual standpoint, if we look at technical achievement, Ratchet and Clank is way up there. Uh, sure. Because it's yeah. just gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's very gorgeous. It's just bloody gorgeous. And it's just, it's so goddamn pretty to look at. And there's always so much going on in the background in almost every level. So um, I think it's got that going for it. And of course, it uses the SSD to load levels really quickly. If that is a technical achievement, I'm assuming that's what it is. Um, so Ratchet might have a chance as well. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, Forza Hitman or Ratchet, I think. I'm going to place my bets on those three. And finally, the EE Game of the Year, which is the one voted for by the public. Shikari, A Colourful Tale. Deathloop, The Forgotten City. It Takes Two. Metroid Dread and Unpacking. Cat, uh, what is your EE Game of the Year? What do you think the public are going to go for? I think the public are going to go for Deathloop or Unpacking. You've got two very different types of people there, but I think definitely because I, I don't know, I feel sick to fucking death of how many times I saw that trailer, and I'm assuming that <laughs> people really, really jumped on that. So <laughs> I think Deathloop's gonna win it. I don't think they should. I'd like to see Chicory or Unpacking win it. I don't want it takes two to win it. Fuck's sake, they got in their moment, sit down. Okay, to both of you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think Deathloop's probably going to take it. I'd like to see Unpacking win this one. Mm. Uh, Miles? 
Yeah, unfortunately, I very much agree with Kat. Deathloop, I think, will win this. I actually think a cheeky shout might be Metroid Dread, um, just because the Nintendo fan base is very uh, loyal to their fan base and the fan base that are, um, to their mm-hmm. games. And I think Metroid Dread might be a, a sneaky a sneaky shout for this one. Um, I do think it will be Deathloop. I don't think Unpacking will have a big enough audience of people that have played it to vote for it. It Takes Two, I think, is very appreciated by critics and fans but i don't think it has enough behind it um and chicory again while brilliant i don't think we'll win it based on fan the forgotten city no i can't see that one winning it which only leaves metroid dread and Deathloop. and so just to be a little bit different because i don't want Deathloop to win it, i'm going to say metroid dread very interesting and you made some very good points nintendo fans are rabid and scary yeah when they get like you know breath of the wild vibes going you know th- there's no stop for them yeah, Metroid Dread is a very good shout for that one. Um, I think it'll be Metroid or Deathloop. I think we're looking at triple A's for the public. Um, and so Metroid Dread, obviously, visually is not a triple A, but it's obviously a massive, massive franchise made by Nintendo. Um, so, yeah, that or Deathloop. I don't see the Forgotten City or Unpacking taking this one. Unfortunately, because, you know, I'd want Unpacking to win everything. And it's very cool that it's got four or five nominations anyway, but... Yeah, Metroid Dread or Deathloop, I think, is going to be the ones to go for for this one. Um, right then, that is it for the BAFTA game nominations. So, It Takes Two and Returnal lead with eight nominations each. Eight nominations each. It Takes Two really kicking some ass this year. It's very um, wild. Yeah. Um, Deathloop, I think, has done less, has done not as well as people thought, I, I think. Um, so that's crazy, and I don't know if we've ever mentioned on the podcast that we're that we were sick of seeing the Deathloop trailers. Did we mention that before? Nah, uh, nah, 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 okay. nah, we can get okay. enough of it all 30 times. Yeah, god damn it. Um, uh, right, look at that. Our short and snappy podcast is nearly two hours long, so <laughs> we'll uh, call it there. I'll just finish off on out this week, and out this week is Apex Legends, which is coming to Android and iOS. For the first time, that's very interesting. Um, Dead by Daylight, guys, there's a Dead by Daylight DLC out this week. Yeah, it is. I can't wait to suffer some more. Oh my fucking god, is it that? Is it the girl from the ring? Yeah, it's the girl from the ring. Oh fuck that shit to hell, (laughs) Jesus Christ! It looks pretty fucking good. Girl from the ring, it looks really good. They've been working on it for a while. That's gonna that that was that film genuinely shit. And also, it's like the OG one. It's like the OG like oh the ringu. The ring yeah, yeah, oh yeah it's her. So it's like proper scary shit, man. Um... Fuck that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll have to uh, let us know what it's like next week. For sure. Oh god, that that no, no, I'm not having that bitch chasing me anywhere. Jesus Christ. Um, Time Loader is coming to Xbox One and PS4, and all, and all the things. Our own Miles has been covering that very, very uh, recently. Very recently. Of course it was recently, because it's coming out this week. What a stupid thing to say. But um, yeah, I'm assuming that's embargo right now, so you can't say anything? It is. Yes, okay. Well, uh, look out for his review this week on ThinkingGuns.net. Um, also, Submerge Hidden Depth is coming out on March the 10th. Uh, can you playing that on you? I am. Cool. Can't say anything mm, about it, can you? I cannot, no. I am currently writing a review. Every time I write a couple of sentences, I go blank because COVID. So that will be out for the embargo. No, not for the embargo, but it will be out for the embargo on the 10th. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so glad you, you guys are still 
convinced enough to take this seriously. I am two weeks behind my musical story review. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I write a paragraph and I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. And then I will literally stare at it for like an hour. And then I'm like, I need to stop now. And I've been doing that for the last week. Like, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be out, though. It will be out on the 10th. Hell yeah, it will. Uh, can't wait. Uh, Republic is coming to Switch and PS4. If you remember Republic, it came out years ago and it had a middling audience in the same way that Mirror's Edge did. Now it's coming back out as a remaster. So yeah, fill your boots if you're a big fan of Republic back in the day. Um, Chocobo GP, this is that Final Fantasy spin-off Grand Prix game, which got four stars out of five on VGC. So I'm just saying, they said it was second only to Mario Kart. So, if you're looking for a kart game that isn't quite Mario Kart, but is better than all the other ones that pretend to be Mario Kart, Chocobo GP is the one to get. Uh, that's coming out on Switch, of course. So, uh, yeah, check it out. And March the 11th, of course, WWE 2K22 is coming out to all the things. So, make sure you jump on that if you're a big fan of WWE, which I don't think many people are anymore, right? They're all going to the other one that I can't remember the name of. I genuinely don't think I even know many people who still watch or follow it. Um, everyone's a... I know Sean's a massive fan of uh, AEW, is it? Oh, I have no idea. Is it AEW? <laughs> I really don't know. But yeah, if you're still fan, you're still fan WWE, 2K22 is coming out this week. So look out for it. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed. Don't forget the week after, Grandfather Auto 5 is out again, Cap. Get excited. Big hype time to come. Wow, that's a game I've never played before. I don't think that's ever been out, has it? It's brand new. It's brand new. It's never brand come out before. New, never. And do you know what? It's even as old as that. That fucking joke. But still, we continue to say it because it's still <laughs> as funny as Grand Theft Auto re-releasing for the thousandth time. <laughs> fucking it's hell. Just- it hits me. It's, it hits me when someone says, "You know, GTA Fives came out on a PS3." I, I just like Rockstar man. Get your like. You're a really, really, really good company. Like, get your fucking shit together. Stop it. Stop milking together. the cow, man. We have enough milk. Okay, people are lactose intolerant at this point. Stop it. Look out for Cat's review of GTA Five on PS5 <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> I would honestly pay good money to read a review from you about GTA 5. I really would pay because, no, good we'll be, money. Because the thing is, like, people have to send it to Rockstar and they'll be like, this is the review we did. And they'll be like, well, Cat's never fucking having a game again because fuck her. <laughs> Just... You're not getting GTA 6. Yeah, you're not getting GTA 6. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you'd be like, the problem is, it's a really good game, but I played it 10 years 10 ago. 10 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what do you want me to say, bro? Like, <laughs> So what am I supposed to be hyping up here? What am I supposed to even be reviewing at this point? What have you added? What? What? I can't like, imagine anyone's going to read reviews for that game. Literally, like, what? They'll like, either so... already have it and they'll be pissed off because it's not a bloody free upgrade. Um, yeah. Or they'll be like, no, I, I'm not playing that again. That's, I don't you know? know. It's just like Gone with the Wind coming out on like Blu-ray like 50 years later. Like, it's the same fucking film. What are you, you reviewing? Oh, whatever. Anyway, Rockstar, I really appreciate you and I love you and you make great games, but stop making the same great game. Stop. Stop it. I'm sort of tempted with GTA Online only because it's coming out standalone and okay. you can reset your character and start over. And I've never played GTA Online, you know. Um, so 
Maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe it's we're jumping into next week. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Paul has got over 3,000 hours of GTA Online. Paul. Wow, that's more hours. That actually makes me like... Than I have in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. It's because he's been playing it for the last seven years. I was going to say, actually, to be fair, I've been playing Dead by Daylight for like two years. And yeah, he's probably been playing it for the last 50 million. I wonder how many he's got combined on consoles. God, who knows? He was once going to spin off and do his own GTA YouTube channel. No fucking way. Yep, that's a fact. Wow. Is he, is he having... bored of this? He must <laughs> surely not. Surely, surely, surely. Poor um, man. Anyway, bored? we'll talk about GTA more <laughs> next week because I know we're all damn excited to get back into Liberty City. Uh, but until then, thank you all very much indeed for listening. This has been the Thinking Others podcast. Don't forget, if you do want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us all individually, all of our handles are in the description below. Also, except for Mars, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? That's like 73 pence. You can keep the podcast up on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. And once again, if you do want to show any support to the Ukrainian efforts, then please go to sunflowerofpeace.com because it is a wicked, wicked non-for-profit organization that could really do with your help. So go and check it out if you want to. But that's it. It is goodbye from the cat. Goodbye. It is goodbye from what lies in the Miles T-verse. Nice. Wait, no, that's not what it is. It's close. It's close. Uh, sorry, mine was better. That's... What lies in the Miles verse? What lies in the Miles verse? Do you know what? You've actually made mine look shit now. Yeah. I prefer Milesy verse. Milesy. Okay, Milesy. Milesy. Yeah, you're okay. Hold okay. On, we'll, hold on. we'll find a happy medium on there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I've updated it. Thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> goodbye from what lies in the Milesy verse. See you later. And goodbye from me. I have been, of course. The Roscoe. And we shall see you all next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>